these last two dollars. Welcome to the Dealings Done Problem Gambling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Myron Graham. And I'm Lori Deal. The biggest step to overcoming a gambling disorder is realizing that you have a problem. It takes tremendous strength and courage to own up to this. The information that you hear will be provided by licensed addiction specialists and counselors from the South Suburban Council. Lori, are you ready to talk about how to keep those $2 in your pocket? Let's do it, Myron. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Dylan's Done podcast. I am your host, Lori Deal from the South Suburban Council, and I'm in the studio alone. I have no other host here with me today. However, I do have two wonderful people from the Illinois Association for Behavioral Health. Please, guys, listen up and listen up good for Brandon Moran and Sarah Martin. They are going to come on to you uh, on here, guys, to introduce themselves, what they do, and we're going to dive right in with youth gambling. So get ready for another wonderful episode of the Dylan Dunn Podcast. Good good afternoon, guys, and welcome to the Council of South Suburban Council. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Yes, so excited to be here today. Good, great. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about Illinois Association for Behavioral Health. Yeah, so my name is Sarah Martin. Um, I'm a prevention program coordinator at the Illinois Association for Behavioral Health, and that houses three programs, um, Operation Snowball, the Sabrina Goodman Teen Institute, as well as our program, that um, the Focus Youth Gambling Prevention Program that we're going to talk about here today. And so my day-to-day deals with focus and implementation and delivery of the program, outreach, um, one-on-one coaching, as well as technical assistance. Awesome. Thank you. Welcome again. And Brandon, thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm the communications coordinator uh, for Focus Youth Gambling Prevention. So I deal with mostly the marketing promotion of Focus and how we can get the word out about uh, youth gambling prevention. That's great. And that's actually my area too, Brandon. So we have a little bit things in common there with that. Um, I know I was one of the ones who reached out to you like, please, we need you all to do the show. So you were like, uh, hold on, let me talk to my coworker. And so let's see if we can do this. So you guys got together and made it happening and I thank you guys for being here. So like I said, we're going to dive right into our episode of Youth Gambling and we want to know from whoever wants to speak first, how do youth gamble guys? Yeah, um, youth gamble in a lot of different ways and it's actually different than adults. So it's not like, oh, are youth going into casinos? It's like, no, they're not of legal age. So they gamble in different ways. So ways like card and dice games, if they're betting of something of value or money with their family and friends, it can be uh, sports betting with uh, fantasy sports, um, e-sports, it can be stuff in online gaming apps, it can be in like video games with like loot boxes, um, skins betting. So like loot boxes are like randomized boxes that they can either like pay for in the game or achieve. And then it drops down in the game. And then it's either something that will help them in the game or nothing at all. So they're obviously taking that risk. So that's like a loot box and then skins betting within games. And then did I miss anything? Oh, lottery scratch off tickets as well. Anything else, Brandon, that I forgot that kind of like the big points, I guess, the ways that you right. gamble, but different than going to casinos or doing slot machines or, you know, they may play poker with their family, but they're not going to like a 
poker table because they're now legal yeah. age. So it's kind of different than adults. Yeah. And it was so interesting that you said the scratch offs, because I know for Christmases, years, 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 we were getting scratch offs. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I've been gambling for years. <laughs> I actually got scratch offs for Christmas as well. My grandma loved them. So I wouldn't Absolutely. have even thought of anything. My mom, right. my mom didn't know. She was well-meaning. She just, right. You're you know. just hoping that when you scratch it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's your lucky yeah. day, right? So you just, you know, yeah. going through that uh, emotion of it. And the other thing about the youth gambling is since COVID hit, a lot of the gambling has come to these phones. Um, they have so much access to like bingo and just different ways. I gave an example on one of our other episodes when my son, uh, he's 21 now, but when he was in high school, I can remember being called to the school for him gambling over his phone. And I said, gambling. I said, well, what do you mean he's gambling? And they were like, oh, he was playing pool on his phone. Pool <laughs> is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Put him on the phone. So I'm upset because I'm at work. You yeah. know, no parent wants to be called at work and you're thinking, Put him on the phone. I'm like, what pool are you playing? So he's downloaded the pool game, which they have on these iPhones and other devices. And he asks us, right? And I'm saying, how are you all doing all of this stuff? Oh, when we lose, we just cash app. So now it takes me back because he has been saying, Mom, can you cash out me $13 or cash out? And I'm thinking, why is he asking all these weird numbers? Yeah. So I'm sending him the money. I'm yeah. like, okay, now, come on now. You're doing too much of this, this begging for yeah. cash out. But then I can also remember sitting in the living room with him watching TV and he's pointing his phone and he's positioning his phone. And I'm thinking, what is this? What is he and doing? Pool game. He's aiming the pool stick. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, you son of I'm thinking, I'm going to, ooh, when I catch you, you know? So, <laughs> but then I'm thinking as we're talking on the uh, gambling podcast shows, he was gambling. Yeah. It's something that you don't even think about. Yeah. And I'm saying, how are these kids even knowing about sending money through cash app? But I'm saying all that to say that it's been out here. Parents have to be able to educate themselves about what's going on yeah. with these phones, guys. And I think from that example, and he hates when I tell it because he's listening. <laughs> Why would you say that? They, I didn't say who. I've, I've been taught not to say who. <laughs> but, <laughs> we don't know. But we, right, we don't know who. But I'm thinking, oh, my God. I, I Actually, I missed a chance to even talk to him about that was a form of gambling. But as a parent, I wasn't even aware. No. And so bringing that awareness to parents. I say that yeah. to say that because I am one of the parents who my son and was almost, almost suspended. You know, when I had to go up to the school, I had to talk about you can't be uh, gambling in the classroom because yeah. that's exactly what it is. But they never looked at it like that. Yeah. They looked at it like, well, we was challenging each other. We bet it. We made a bet. Yeah. He lost and he didn't pay me my money. And I'm thinking because <laughs> he don't have yeah. any, you know. But they don't, um, they're not in charge of bills or anything. Absolutely. Usually, you know, absolutely. so they don't have that responsibility. So they're just like, oh, you know, especially if they get Christmas yes. in like a birthday card or absolutely Christmas money in a birthday card. They, you know, they doing whatever they can to kind of you know they they're excited about these big winnings and things like that so i know for the way our community does it here being the community specialist person how we get the word out so what are the things that and what are the creative ways that you all get the word out not only to the youth but to their parents yeah absolutely so like one of the main ways that we've done is mostly through social media uh so we've done through uh facebook and instagram those are two main mediums that we've used um 
but we are also trying to implement more like billboards and like posters within schools and flyers, things like that. Just so it's just, we have more visibility. Okay. Yeah. You know, we go. And we're kind of focusing more on getting the information first to the youth. Mm -hmm. um, and another okay. way that we kind of use the youth to kind of also get to the parents that they can cap the open conversation is we just had our gift responsibly campaign that okay. we did um, that we tailored from the national gift responsibly campaign to more of a local setting. Yeah. And they created like a hot chocolate um, jar making um, thing that they could put a tag on and have a gambling prevention message on it. So when okay. they took it back home, they could have that conversation with a family member or friend. So kind of oh, bringing back, kind of have like a fun activity, kind of learning more about youth gambling prevention, education, and bringing it back home I and into like their that. community. Because so, yeah. you have to be creative with the youth. Right. Uh, what we've come to find out is that the youth are, they're visual learners, most yeah. of them. And they're excited about the colors and the lights and whatever is appealing yes, to they the They don't eye. want a lecture, right? They don't yeah. want a lecture. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, it's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, yeah. The attention come. span. The attention yeah. span is not. I know for me in high school. Absolutely. School, it and it's like when you see yeah. certain um certain organizations coming, you already know that, oh God, we don't want no, we don't want to hear another, <laughs> you know, because we do our alternative suspension program here. Okay. And so we go into the high schools. We're trying to get now into the elementary schools, but we go into the high school. So when they see us coming, they already know it's not really a good thing we're yeah. here because now either somebody's being suspended, they got to sit through South Suburban Council's lecture. And <laughs> so now we were able to add the gambling yeah. piece. Oh, awesome. So you all yeah. with the creative ways of the hot chocolate jars yeah. and sending those things home, I think that's really brilliant that you guys are fine innovative ways because the average rigmarole of what may work for us is not working for the youth of today yeah. so that is a phenomenal job yeah. that you guys are doing with those creative ways are there any other things that you guys are thinking of or trying to bridge and bring yeah. so we have a lot of different campaigns and projects and kind of more on I guess the fun side that we have we have a gambling prevention activity book mm -hmm. so it combines team building with um, uh, gambling prevention education so okay. something like focus jeopardy um, so learning about focus and different youth gambling stats in a fun game okay. um, or doing um, like a word scramble of okay. like different ways youth gamble and kind of just doing fun stuff like that. We have an activity book with a lot of different activities. Those are just two that sure. I mentioned. Um, Brandon, would you like to talk about maybe some other projects and campaigns? Yeah, we so have? Uh, we also have the messaging campaign. So it's so kind of like I said, with like the posters and flyers, mm -hmm. uh, that's one way uh, during or with the messaging campaign, you're able to just get the message out about just right. playing itself, uh, okay. just educating. Uh, and then one of the other ones we have uh, is the Photo Voice Project, which is kind of where we kind of got our start with the gambling a little bit, okay. uh, where you basically go to the community and you take pictures mm -hmm. of what you see gambling, basically, and sure. then you form captions um, to help provide uh, some contacts and make sure that these things get changed in the communities. Okay, so mm -hmm. see, yeah. those are very good fun ways that we don't do it like that. Yeah. So that's why these podcasts are so important because we've had maybe two other organizations on for youth gambling and they do it totally different. Do they do it totally This different? is why yeah. I love having you guys yeah. on as organizations because it brings so many ideas to the table of other ways of doing things. I love and that. so our listeners are able to hear it from so many different perspectives that is so much help out here. If they listening and they're tapping in, they can get these different ways of doing they things. They can take what they know will be right. best for their community. Exactly. You know? so. so I want to ask because I, and I think I've asked probably all the organizations that have been on that have talked about youth gambling. Why target the youth? 
I think it's just about prevention being key because if you can prevent it early on, then you might not have to worry about as much treatment and recovery services. So kind of putting the money um, first, you know, you get all that. So you raise that public awareness and education because if my mom knew that giving lottery products as gifts for Christmas, for my birthday, for any holiday that you may celebrate, she wouldn't have given that to us. Um, So, because we know like one of the big stats for youth gambling is the earlier youth is exposed to gambling, the more likely they are to have a problem later in life. And so that exposure aspect, even maybe you're like, well, my youth don't gamble. Mm -hmm. Are they exposed to in the community? Do they see it? They don't even have to go into a gas station. They see the lottery signs and the, you yes. could be the one messaging, you see it. And maybe even a family restaurant, you see those slots mm-hmm. um, that they've added and um, just stuff like that. One of my um, examples that I give is I was getting food for my dog mm-hmm. and I went to PetSmart and they had a whole section of casino themed toys. Oh, so wow. even something as innocent as going to a pet store wow. that they're exposed to some sort of gambling um image or messaging as well. So I think that's wow. a really important part. Yeah. And we had another organization on and they talked about they were going to get Chinese food and the fortune cookie was talking about betting wow, it, WWW really? died, whatever. Yeah. And it was in the fortune cookie. Wow. So it's actually, it's just taking on a new life, the gambling app and being able to app, have access to it yeah. is just everywhere now. If you have, I say, if you have a phone, you have access. Yep. yep. That's just my motto. And I think <laughs> a lot of people can, will agree with me and they're like, absolutely. So I know it's just hard with youth period with teens and these phones. And then when you talk about the college kids from that level where they already think they're grown. So having access to their phone, they're like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I think being educated and being able to educate the youth is probably most important because they are, um, they are the front line now. And then I've gone so many places like my son used to play AAU basketball and I've seen parents betting on the sidelines or I've seen, so I can imagine what's happening in the homes. Yeah. Even that exposure that they see their parents doing. Absolutely. Or if like, if there's any trauma behind it, because a lot of times we don't think that the trauma of uh, the the underlying issue of trauma could yeah. trigger gambling addiction, but we've had people on who talk about it. It is a form of a yeah. trigger for gambling addiction. Well, if mom and dad is not winning, who they're taking it out on? Yeah. So it could be traumatic issues going on at home, okay. and I know we probably all have seen some irate parents or some fans at ball games where mm-hmm. their team is losing, <laughs> or their child is not you know doing yeah. so well where their team is losing but educating those youth is so important that we must be able to find keep continue to find creative ways to get the word out so Mm -hmm. again i thank you guys for just those innovative ways because that is the first time i've heard people say that that's the way they're doing it so i think i'm enjoying that part of organizations saying what they're doing because it's really helpful to say oh wait so you do have organizations out that are doing it like that you know so those are uh, phenomenal ways that you guys are yeah. doing those things. And we know that youth have such a unique voice. I think that's another yes. thing. They're so creative and they need a seat at the table that we don't always give them a chance to. So I think right. having these prevention programs right. and giving them the tools to step up and use their voice that they would like to use um, yeah. is so important as well. So, yeah. So, and I thank you again for that too. Now, if we have, of course, we got listeners listening out for maybe family members or loved ones, or maybe those people who actually are, uh, suffering from gambling use disorders and may not know it. So what would you say some of the warning signs if the listeners are yeah. listening now? 
I think there's specific ones to youth. Um, and I have a list here that I'm just going to okay. read off so I don't miss any of them. Perfect. Um, so unexplained absences from school or classes, sudden drop in grades or failure to complete assignments on time, change of personality or behavior, exaggerated display of money or other uh, material possessions, daily or weekly card games, bragging about winning at gambling, unusual, oh, excuse me, unusual interest in newspapers, magazines, and periodicals, sports scores, um, intense interest in gambling conversations, unaccountable explanation for new items of value and possession, um, forgetting appointments or dates, using new vocabulary like bet and certain like sports maybe vocabulary that they might not usually do, um, borrowing or stealing money and withdrawing from family and friends, which I know can be also connected to other adults, young adults, or other even um, illnesses or disorders or uh, diseases. So yeah, absolutely. And they and a lot of them lead to other things as well. Um, being a treatment, a substance use treatment uh, facility, um, a lot of the things that are treatment, those in treatment do talk about a, a co-occurring services. Okay. You know, they may have alcohol addictions, they may have um substance use issues, you know, yeah. as a result of gambling as yeah. that, as one of the trigger and they kind of work hand in hand sometimes. Yeah. So I think that is the, um, I want to say the bittersweet thing about working with substance use, mental health, and those other co-occurring services, okay. because when you have uh, clients in treatment for gambling, they will talk to their counselors about underlying issues and you know what kind of brought them there and oh well I was losing so much I just started drinking because we know at these casinos yeah. the drinks are free yeah so one drink led to another because I was just tugging at yeah. that trying to get that jackpot trying to get that jackpot I found myself losing so many things I found myself losing uh writing bad checks and doing different things that the drinking got worse that the you know so yeah. our counselors have um talked to us about some of the things that they hear when they're doing treatment for gambling disorder. And so some people are thinking, okay, well, it's only a gambling disorder. Well, no, they have other things going on. It's interesting that you did bring that up because we, um, with other prevention services, a lot of it is focused on substance use prevention and mental health. um, And you don't always think about gambling with those. And so we have like different stats, if I could uh, quickly just say, is like youth who gamble are more likely to drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, use illicit drugs, youth who gamble are more likely to have depression, to yes. unfortunately have that suicide ideation and attempts, have a disruption of family um, relationships and friend relationships, mm-hmm. decreased academic performance is all connected. Mm-hmm. And so adding that gambling prevention education and programming is so important with all the other programming yes. to help with it in the future. So Yeah. And I'm glad that you were able to kind of list those warning signs because a lot of youth and adults, they don't even, they're not even aware that they have an, an, an addiction. Yep. Most of the time they think that it's on, it's under control. Well, if you're going above and beyond those limits you set for yourself, if you're missing daily appointments, if you're not showing up for work and different things like that, you may start, you know, kind of wondering or kind of figuring, maybe I need to at least talk to somebody. If I got the education in front of me, if I know to play responsibly, those are type of things that I think a lot of youth are missing, you know, and it starts with maybe a cash app a dollar or two dollars but next thing you know you're betting for fifty dollars yeah. and then you're betting for a hundred and so um what the youth don't understand is we really do have currently in these organizations uh young adults who are currently being treated for gambling disorders yeah. and a lot of them will laugh at it and say oh it's not an addiction who's addicted to gambling until they meet those Dude, youth yeah. who are out here because uh, a lot of the organizations that we're bringing on they have peer peer ran okay. uh groups 
in yeah. their part as part of their treatment. Okay. So they have young adults who are willing to come on the show to say, I am in treatment, yeah. or they have young adults who are, are willing to write letters to say, this is how I deal with it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to those organizations as well, yeah. because um, just to even hear how a young adult gets you know, becomes addicted yeah. at it, but it is so, so simple yeah. as betting on the basketball game. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it, like it with, is. um, youth too, is like why you should target youth as well is because youth are the prevalence rate of problem yes. gambling for youth is two yes. to four times yes. that of adults. Yeah. So targeting that population early on again can help them later in life yes. to reduce that. So. And I always say, even if they have the information, you know, you, you may not use it right now. You may not, but as long as you have the information yep. and I think I've taught my, my children, because I, I have two grown boys and I've, I've taught them as long as I know I gave you the information, you can't say you didn't know. Yeah. And that was my motto with them growing up. Now they're in their 20s and grown and gone, but they that stuck with them. Yeah. Mom, you really I, need I'm that public awareness. The consequences because I knew. Yeah, you need you know, education. Yeah. And I wanted to um, help with the podcast and target more with the youth organizations to say that these are ways that we're doing it. These are ways that we're getting the word out. You can't say you didn't know. You yeah. can't say you didn't have it. So now we're building a campaign where we're trying to go into the colleges and mm-hmm. just with the tables and uh, just little resource fairs yeah. type things mm-hmm. to have pamphlets on hand. We know we can't get to the casinos. We know they don't want, they don't want to <laughs> yeah. be bothered with the, the slots outside yeah. and they're just popping up. So many of these slot machines are popping up there in the grocery yeah. stores and different Seven places. Gas stations. Yeah. Yeah, gas stations. And so you can't just stick a little sign on there, you know, but <laughs> as much as we can do we're all as or different organizations are saying what are some ways that we can do and yeah. we can help our community yeah. that was another reason why i decided to have uh, a lot of you organizations on of you guys who are doing the same work because we're in different communities yeah. and i felt like if we can target as many of our communities as we can getting the word yeah. out that everywhere that someone travels is like now nah, you all too yeah, yeah. Us too. yeah. <laughs> we're all saying the same yeah. thing so i wanted to have you guys on the show as well as so many more that you all are familiar with as organizations yeah. to say okay where are you all located okay we're going to spread the same word over there we're going to yeah. spread the same word over there so guys yeah. this is has really been phenomenal for me Thank just you. to hear other ways that you guys are doing yeah. it and just for you guys to hear what our purpose of having it done is for yeah well thank you for having us it's just a nice to have like an open space yes. to talk about it since it is so normalized in communities. Yes. And so having that, once people realize it, then it's almost like, I can't unsee, I can't unhear it. Like mm-hmm. you start to realize it more. Um, also, I'd like to mention we're a statewide program. So if you do have youth groups throughout the state of Illinois, we're yes. trying to target all areas of Illinois. So we'd love to collaborate with any awesome. youth groups in the future. So yes. and we do, we partner with a lot of youth groups uh, as we're getting back into the high yeah. schools and um, they're looking for so many other things, gambling, substance use, criminal justice, you know, different, so many different things that we can definitely yeah. make sure we keep you guys abreast on oh, of what's happening yeah. out in these communities. So before we let you guys yeah. out of here, I always have a few questions that I want to <laughs> ask to my organizations. Yeah. And they're really just general questions. One of the questions that I want to ask you all as you have listeners that are listening to you guys now who may be looking for help, who may be wanting help again for their loved ones, what is one of the things that you wish the community would do more of when it comes to problem gambling? That's a really good question. Um, I guess just like providing, like showcasing the resources more. I think sometimes they're in 
small print or they're off to the side, at least um, not even just in communities, like with like apps. Yeah. So you don't always see those resources. Okay. Um, so they might, we're starting to have them out there. Obviously they are out there, um, but I guess be more aware in a way. And I am so happy that you responded that way because every organization has said the same oh, thing. No. So I want to, I wanted to clap like, <laughs> which is saying that we need more resources out in these community guys. I'm so glad that you responded. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what you guys feel that the need is yeah. because every organization that has come before you has oh, said wow. the same exact thing. We need more resources out in the yeah. community. So if it's up, it's going to be, I guess it's up to us huh, to yes. make it happen. And so thank you for that yeah. response. That was phenomenal. <laughs> the other question, and I will wrap things up for you guys, is what do you want the listeners to know who may be listening if they're actually suffering from gambling disorders? I think just knowing that they aren't alone and that there are resources out there that the state has provided and different um, providers as well, um, and that it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. Brandon, did you have anything to add to that? Um, I think Sarah wrapped up perfectly. Um, but yeah, I think just reaching out when you know you do need help is yes. probably the biggest first step that you can do. Yes. Thank you guys again from the Illinois Association for Behavior Health. If you guys want, I don't know who wants to take the time to do it. If you guys want to <laughs> leave your information for listeners who may be trying to reach you all. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Focus Youth Gambling Prevention. I believe it should be uh, Focus Gambling Prevention on Facebook, but uh, that's where you can find us and maybe soon on TikTok as well. Absolutely. Oh, they got a TikTok, y'all. We have a TikTok. So fun things going to be coming soon. on there. Yeah. Yes, they got other ways of doing it to get the word out, guys. And you know, I know you all love some TikTok. So again, thank you to Sarah Martin and Brandon Moran from the Illinois Association of Behavioral Health. Reach out to them guys if you need services. They are ready to assist you all. Thank you all again for joining us. Another episode of Dealing with the Gun Podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dealing's Done Problem Gambling Podcast. You can always listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The South Suburban Council on Alcoholism and Substance Abuse is located in East Hazelcrest, Illinois. We are an accredited and licensed gambling disorder treatment facility with professional certified gambling counselors. If you or your loved one need help with gambling disorders or other addictions, we can help. Please call 708-647-3333 or visit our website at www.sscouncil.org.